Hey everybody, welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all the action movies and they go on our giant list. Uh, this is episode 163. My name is John. With me as always is James. Yellow. And Dustin. Hi. Oh, hi. How are you guys? <laughs> hi, guys. <laughs> oh, hey, Dustin. You making fun of my voice now? I see no, I would never do that. Hmm. You got a beautiful voice. Do people say anything about our voices online? Yeah, they're always how's like, uh, how, why does that one guy sound like shit? Yeah, he's like the host or something. I don't know. He's got all these that's, like shitty takes on movies. That sounds fair. That's fair. I think tough that's but, me, tough though. But, tough but fair. You're the host? You can be no, the host. No, I have the shitty takes. <laughs> I'm sure people probably like your takes more than they like mine for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I want more explosions. More explosions. Always good. Less uh, dialogue, less storyline. <laughs> More fights and explosions. Uh, better not have a some kind of romantic interest. No, that'll really oh, fuck some shit up. You're not gonna like today's movie then. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we get into the movie, uh, Dustin, is there anything you watched this week that you want to talk about? Other than oh, I got a, I got a seek, Smith? I got a seek and a destroy. Remember, we were gonna okay. do that. Oh right. <laughs> All right, Dustin. Uh, hey, James, play the. Uh, Play the the stinger for let's let's play seek and destroy. You just play the Metallica song seek and yeah, destroy. Seek and destroy. Seek and destroy. So a good one I watched is this sci-fi movie from the early '90s called Fortress, uh, and this is starring Christopher Lambert. You guys remember Christopher Lambert? He was a thing no. for a while. He's this French actor and is in a bunch of action movies and stuff. And Highlander or something. Yeah, like that? he's in he's in Highlander. He was in, he was uh, Raiden in the first Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, this is directed by Stuart Gordon, who did Reanimator, among other things. And it's just really fun sci-fi feature movie. Him and his wife get thrown in this futuristic prison for having a second child. <laughs> or for getting, she's pregnant for the second time. You're only allowed to have one kid. Right. And he's just in this prison with a bunch of great B actors. Kurtwood Smith is the prison director. Uh, Clifton Collins Jr. looking extremely young is like a guy that he makes friends with right away. Jeffrey Combs from fucking Reanimator is in there with them. Vernon Wells was the bad guy from Commando. Um, so you just got to like just everybody. keep talking about how many actors you can fucking name. Please? I'm just naming the fun the fun cast in this fucking fun movie. Okay, get to the so, na- yeah get. <laughs> So anyway, it's, it's just, yeah, I mean, I, I had a lot of fun with it. It's not like an amazing film, but it's just a fun uh, early 90s, like sci-fi action thing that you don't really see these kind of movies on this level anymore. But it had like a lot of fun sets and props and shit, too. Uh, something you, you wouldn't see them put that kind of money into now. But uh, And then Destroy, uh, I watched <laughs> My Stepmother is an Alien. Hello up there, you omnipotent super beings from some other dimensional planet. <laughs> Hit it! Did you ever have the feeling that you wanted to go? You still have the feeling that you wanted to stay. You, you know it was right. right. Wasn't wrong. You guys ever seen I remember that. that. I remember that. Yeah. No. Kim Basinger, Dan Aykroyd, um, late 80s comedy. Yeah. It is fucking bizarre. It is so weird. Wasn't that a like a, like a children's novel i don't know if there was a book that it was based on i don't think so no because i ended up reading about the guy that wrote the screenplay who was a guy named jericho who his original screenplay was like an allegory about child abuse and also in was about his supposed real life encounter with an alien and then somehow they turned to, to turned it into this dan Aykroyd like family comedy thing so dan Aykroyd is like a physicist and he somehow does i don't, I don't really understand he does something with satellites that accidentally penetrates with radiation to some other planet far away and it's like the gravity is increasing there because of this and so they send kim basinger to the planet make her look like a human so that she can find him and have him reverse whatever he did and it's just a weird fucking movie she like he meets her right away like has sex with her they get married all within like 24 hours his daughter is Allison Hannigan and there's just all this weird sex humor in it and like she carries a purse around that has her like alien guide in it that's like her yeah I don't know her person giving her advice about like learning stuff for that humans do so it's like this weird snake thing with an eyeball that comes out of her purse and tells her about 
how to behave on earth and shit. Is Man, so the 80s were a wild weird. time. Yeah, I mean, it, in one sense, it fits right in with those 80s movies, but it's like really bad, <laughs> like really bad. Uh, well, I'm going to go next before James. So if I'm going to have a seek, it's going to be my continued watching, uh, rewatching, I should say, of Justified. Uh, oh, yeah. How's that going? I mean, Where are you now? Uh, I am halfway through season two. Oh, yeah. So it's just, I mean, the show's just so great. It's now kind of gotten past its kind of like procedural. Every episode's a new story now. It, it was like that. Now it's more right. uh, like like full stories for an entire season with like little things in the way in in between uh the characters are more coming into their own you're really starting to see that like walton goggins like from the beginning to the end like knowing what happens in the end man his characters goes through such a crazy trip of like yeah they really push him to like every edge uh that's <laughs> uh, so great so yeah all i'm saying is i'm still enjoying that if i was gonna have a destroy i never finished the episode but I had to check out the new um, W. Is it what? No, what's that WB? What the fuck? What's the name of that channel? CW. Spike. That's Spike. the one. CW show. Walker. You guys heard? Of, you guys hear about this? Um, you guys heard about this? No, just from you. Yeah. So this show sucks. Like <laughs> fucking sucks. Like real bad. Not really a fan of uh, anybody on the show. They're really bad. Uh, I think the main character was on uh, Supernatural. Okay. He's one of the the brothers. One of the two brothers. Yeah, Dean J- Jensen Eccles. Right, right, right. Um, okay, so like, if it was up against like NCIS, you're on. I've never, I've never watched an episode <laughs> of NCIS. Um, Jag. I've watched. Jag. I'd rather. I'd, I'd rather yes. watch Jag any day. How about this the Magnum, is us. Magnum PI remake. This is a remake, right? Well, it's yeah, it's so it's a it's a modern from what I understand. Is it his son? I, I, no. It's it's a guy named Walker. Junior? Is, is he a Texas no. Ranger? No, it's not a it's not a re, it's not a sequel because his dad's alive in the show. Oh. It's not a remake, sorry. Uh it's not a um sorry, it's not a like like a continuation of the story. Right. It's like a it's like a revamped, like a so reboot. They're tr- I think they're trying to get away from the like the christian shit that was in the first you know the original like it was kind of like very like moralistic and so like in this one like walker's like there's a part where doing rails Walk, <laughs> yeah well walker like dark he take gets, <laughs> he uh he definitely like is an alcoholic he something happens to him so he has to go away uh i don't want to give any spoilers away in case uh, james is going to watch this one day right um but sounds like he, a new podcast coming on i will <laughs> i will do a walker texas ranger podcast any day where we oh, do like of the every, original every episode we do every episode of the podcast we talk about the, the like season one episode one of each and then season one episode two of each Wow. Uh, but in this way, he's like he, he goes away for 10 months and then his parents put his kids in Christian school and he's against that. Like, you know, they're trying to, like, make this different. And anyway, this show fucking sucks. It's really bad. So don't watch <laughs> what, it. What compelled you to watch it? I thought it would be fun to talk about. Okay. It'd be a good romp instead. <laughs> it just was terrible so this uh, is email. continuing the tradition of like there's a magnum pi remake there's a hawaii 50 remake yeah, so, it was a lethal weapon oh yeah lethal yeah, weapon that, tv but, show so this is but this gets at like the point of it like my question is why like why did you have to make a shitty show called walker about this like you couldn't just be like this is just a different they're trying Texas to bank Ranger. on the on the Texas oh, Ranger yeah. money. Yeah, they're trying mm-hmm. to get all that CW Texas Ranger money from all those teens. Those TikToks. <laughs> they want that well, TikTok money. So they're obviously going to go after Walker Texas Ranger. CW. Isn't that like the country channel? No. What's no, CW? It, it used to be WB, when we were right? ki- Yeah, when we were kids, CW. Or when we were kids, there was a country station. Like a well, television I think station. there still is one. Maybe. But CW is just, it's like UPN. It's the old, remember it was UPN yeah, when you we were younger? WB. So it's like teen drama usually. So like what oh, other yeah, shows like are on there? Supernatural, The 100. I don't fucking know. I, well, I don't know. This seems to be your realm of television. Okay, let me look it up. Uh, In the Dark, Privilege, The Outpost, 
Batwoman, Gossip Girl. Oh yeah, Gossip Girl. Yeah. Roswell, Smallville, Arrow, The yeah, Flash. Yeah, those were all past shows before it was CW. The Flash. I think these shows are still on. Man, like Super the Flash Woman is current. I Zombie, Arrow, garbage. Gar- just garbage. All filmed in Vancouver surrounding area. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come at me, internet. CW sucks. I Zombie was all right. Yeah, how'd that end? I don't know. I didn't finish it. I don't think I watched I any of those shows that you mentioned. I watched iZombie and then I didn't. And apparently, wasn't Veron- the v- Veronica is- Mars was a was a show on that channel back in the day? Well, I never Broken watched clocks, it. Broken clocks right twice a day, my friend. You never watched Veronica Mars? No, I think I watched the first season a couple of years ago. And are you trying it. to just like? Are you trying to like just edge because you just don't want to watch such a good show? No, I just like, was like, I watched it and I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You're off the show, James. <laughs> You're <What>? a maniac. <laughs> what? You're a maniac. <laughs> Veronica Mars is a gem. Veronica okay, Mars is sure. a saint. It's a gem. She's a saint. Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, well, we could have just got into something there. Yeah. James? We could have. What did you watch? Uh, see, so destroy. Let's see here. Well, it has some funny bits, but overall extremely boring was Night at the Roxbury. Emilio Estevez, the mighty duck man. I swear to God, I was there. Of course you were. You were the one who yelled the Breakfast Clubber's name. I was like, Emilio! <laughs> <laughs> I watched you finally that. got around to watching that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> finally caught uh, up I, on that one? Yeah, yeah, you know, I was just dying for some Chris Catan. I just needed... <laughs> You got to fill that Catan hole. Uh, yeah, yeah. It apparently. finally became it finally became available at Blockbuster after the long wait. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, there's some funny points, but it's overall not great. Um, Part but, one there, are they in a in a phone booth at one point? Yeah, they are. That one's got a lot of fans. At the Roxbury, funnier yeah. as a as a sketch than a movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I did watch actually two other movies john you recommended or you recently watched happy gilmore so i watched happy gilmore hell's yeah um, that was a treat that was nice uh and it then holds up it totally holds up it's still funny it's funny yeah the price is wrong bitch and then dustin you watched uh freaky recently so i decided to watch that too and I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, that's pretty fun, eh? Yeah, it's kind of like a... It's a very f- almost like fitting role for Vince Vaughn playing <laughs> a teenage girl. Yeah, he was pretty funny in that, I thought. Yeah, so it, that was pretty good. That was that was funny, so... Yeah. Well, speaking of Vince Vaughn, let's get oh, to our movie of uh, the week. Tie-in. This week on the... This week on the podcast, we watched Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Smith. Da-na-na, tie-in. <laughs> James, roll the trailer. They are the world's most deadly assassins. Their identities are a secret. Even from each other. So how's it work? We had a little trouble with the commission to house land. Are you looking for a job or something? You are the job. Had a few problems ourselves. Did you do something new? I added peas. Ah, peas. I love my wife, but there are times. There's this huge space between us, and it just keeps filling up with everything that we don't say to each other. What do you think she learned to shoot like that? Looks like it's government or something. You've just been identified by a competing agent. How are you going to handle it? I'm going to borrow this. Yeah, yeah. Sweetheart. Love gets lethal. You have an unusual problem, Jane. You obviously want me dead. And I'm less and less concerned for your well-being. So what do we do? Mm. From the director of The Born Identity. Come on, sweetheart. Come to daddy. Who's your daddy now? Brad Pitt. Angelina Jolie. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You know that you're ticking. 
Alright, so this week on the podcast, we watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith 2005. What else? PG-13. Two hours long. Two hours long. Yeah. Directed by Doug Lyman, written by Simon Kinberg. Oh, you guys know Simon Kinberg? Hmm? You guys big you guys big Kinberg big heads? Kinberg heads, yeah. For sure. Yeah, mostly known as a uh, mostly known as a producer. Uh also written He's written a bunch of big movies, mostly X-Men yeah, movies. Also written uh Triple X State of the Union, the nice. best uh, triple the, the, the best, best triple the, X movie. The best triple X, the Ice Cube one. Also <laughs> written uh X-Men The Last Stand, the best X-Men movie. Okay, but to uh, be fair, wrote, he did he did write uh, Days of Future Past, which was pretty damn good. Also wrote Jumper, the best movie about <laughs> long long jump. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, sure, whatever. He wrote some other shit. Um, apparently, he's he's writing the new Logan's Run, which oh, yeah. should be interesting. They've been talking about uh, remaking that for years. Yeah, and it's directed by Doug Liman, and we've done Doug Liman on the movie. Yeah, we did the firstborn identity, and we did Edge of Tomorrow. Those are both Doug Lyman. Uh, I prefer to call it uh, by its better name, Lived I Repeat. <laughs> Is that the better name? Uh, they're both really trash. So <laughs> we had that same conversation on the episode. They should have uh, called it like today, 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 today. Yeah, that would have been a way better title. <laughs> yeah. Or what's with today, today? Oh, that would have been great. Oh, I don't know why they don't hire you, you guys. James, I, I James has me speechless. James just fucking changed the game, boys. Uh, Doug Lyman, Dustin, do you have more that you want to say while I'm talking, or yeah, do you want to just keep interrupting me? Oh, every time. Uh, it's directed, yeah, like like I said, directed by Doug Lyman. First Doug Lyman movie I watched, obviously Swingers. Yeah. I mean, always thought it was directed by John Favreau. Right, he just so wrote it. he wrote it, yeah. Uh, and I would say, like, acted the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think or, I'm gonna have or, to go back and watch Swingers because I remember watching it. I liked it, but I totally don't remember it at all. It's one of those movies that I don't know if it's gonna hold up. Yeah, I mean, I think there's gonna be scenes that still work really well, like the phone call scene. Favreau leaves the voice message and keeps calling oh, back to leave work. the extended messages. Stuff. I like think that. Vince Vince Vaughn's still gonna work. Always. <laughs> the 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 drunken breakfast scene's gonna work. The Vegas baby shit. Directed Money the baby, pilot, you don't even know it. <laughs> directed the pilot for the OC. Oh, Interesting Lyman. choice. Oh, really? Lyman did, yeah. Uh, so like he's done some great stuff. He's uh, he also directed Jumper. I mean, also directed I Jumper. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, Welcome, but to like you know, OC rules. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm going to put it right out here. I'm going to. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to put it on blast. The OC is better than One Tree Hill. Oh no! Shots fired. Oh, yeah. don't say that, John. We can think that, but we can't say that on the podcast. <laughs> you tell you tell those ravens to come for me. I'm ready. Oh, they will. They'll give us bad uh, reviews. Oh yeah, shit. Don't forget, we still have to watch One Tree Hill episodes for their show. Oh yeah, speaking of what which, what if you fall have, in love with it? I really want to go on the podcast soon, if they'll let me on. Right. But there's one episode in particular that I really want to do, which is I, I was just told about this an episode where oh Fallout Boy is on. Oh, yeah. okay. That's in season three, though. I can't wait that long to go on. I think I can't in wait. season two right now. Oh, that I want to do fall, the Follow Boy episode. You better message him. They're mad at me still. But yeah, anyway, because you called I, them Aussies. I did call them Australian. Uh, so anyway, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Uh, it's a 2005, uh, a, like action. I don't know. Comedy. You know, family film, family movie starring um, uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, Vince Vaughn, Adam Brody, Kerry Washington. Keith David. Yeah, I picked this. Oh, sorry. I should probably read the synopsis. Uh, a bored married couple is surprised to learn that they are both assassins hired by competing agencies to kill each other. So I picked this movie because I've seen it on TV a couple times over the years and just like caught parts of it. And I always find myself like watching at least a, a chunk of the film and like totally enjoying it. Like it's not it's no first wives club. Like I'm not watching the whole thing, <laughs> but like, I'm definitely going to sit there and watch like part of it. And I thought, oh, fuck, like, let's just, uh, let's do this. 
I gotta say, I was, I'm not gonna, I wasn't pleasantly surprised, but I wasn't as disappointed as I could have been by the film. Yeah, I actually enjoyed I, it I more more than I thought I would. I think I came at it a little different. I, I I wanted to like it more than I remembered liking it, and unfortunately, I think I liked it less than I. It's because you have no soul, Dustin. Yeah, this is a soulful film for sure. Yeah, it really <laughs> speaks to me. <laughs> Sorry. Well, wait until I get into like half an hour from now where I'm getting to the real like, well, the way they treat women in this film is very problematic part. Right. That's, that was, it's going to come. It's going to come. It's going to happen. I think that, so I, this is my pitch for this film. So we'll talk about it, but this is what I'm going to say right, right now. I think that if this movie was made today with like the, the changes in attitude about like men and women's and roles and the way they're treated... I think you could, would actually come out with a much better film. And I, I think it would be really, really great. I think that the biggest downfall of this movie is how much they stick to the men be like men and women be shopping tropes in the film. Yeah, there's definitely some that's, of that. That's probably the biggest downfall for the film. Well, you don't think that they're just trying to poke fun at that a little bit? Yeah, I think that that's what they're trying to do. I think they're um, trying to do it. I think that it just does. It just falls flat. Yeah. I mean, for me, a lot of the humor falls flat in this movie. Like there's a lot, there's a whole lot of like, Oh, aren't we having fun? Isn't this funny kind of jokes where they really think they're saying something hilarious. And that's just for me, like not, not working for the most part, there is some funny stuff, but for the most part, the, the husband and wife jokes shit. I right. did not care for. Well, it's a lot of like, they're not actually talking. They're just like, it's almost like uh, their body language is supposed to say the joke, right? Yeah. And some of that works like because Brad Pitt, you know, has a lot of, he's a lot of charm. So yeah. some of that works pretty well. I notice he cuts up an apple. Oh, of course he does. I missed that part. Yeah. I'm like, is that man. a fucking apple? Is it in his contract that he needs a fucking apple in his hand? <laughs> that man, that man eats better than anyone on TV. He's a sexy eater. <laughs> uh, so the movie, what is the movie? The movie starts out with uh, them in therapy, right? Yeah. And that's, uh, I was trying to place the voice. Did you guys recognize the voice at all? The therapist? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's William Fickner. You don't actually see him, his face ever. Yeah. Okay. So this therapist, um, I'm sorry, but the shit he says it's just like it's so stupid and no therapist it, would say this stuff. <laughs> when, it is William. When he says, uh, or I think it's Angelina Jolie saying something like there's like this void in between us. And he's like, well, that's marriage. <laughs> and it's just like, fuck you, man. Like that's what you're, Hey, welcome to marriage. Like suck it up. Like what the <laughs> fuck is that? I will say Dustin, you are right. It is William Fickner. Okay, good. Uh, second, James, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think you're taking this part too seriously. Uh, I'm sorry. But this is a you're moving to John territory. No, seriously. I mean, if you're gonna have them at therapy and there's a therapist trying to give them advice, I mean, yeah, he's uh, like, What do you? I'm pretty sure the line is like, What do you call two people with a giant void in between them? And then he's like, Marriage, yeah, that's supposed to be a joke, yeah. And it's I, and that's so. This is this is where I'm getting at is like, they start off with the worst part about this movie is that they're married based on the script because everything's predicated on that. The action sequences where they're like simulating sex while they're fighting each other, like all that shit. Like I fucking hate right. it. I mean, it's the whole premise of the movie. <laughs> I think you could do it better though. Yeah. Like I think it would be so like, I think it would be better if you just dropped all the pretenses about them being a man and a woman. Like there's just two people in a relationship. That's fine. But like, I think you can cut out like all the, like the, sexual tension like, I don't know all that shit I think would be more interesting it's personally. okay like now that we're talking about it like I definitely have to lower my rate but <laughs> um it's just bringing up like there's so much stuff that is wrong with this movie like what kind of fucking world are they in that there's like these agencies it's almost like a John Wick kind of universe but so really poorly really, done really really comic booky but yeah but like very campy okay. So we'll just we'll move because I'll definitely like lead us to all these problems. So uh, it, it goes through that. 
they're in this like kind of dead end marriage. They've been married five or six years. And then it shows how they met and they met <laughs> both six years. <laughs> they were, they were, they met on assignment. Uh, they were both, you know, assassinating people, which looks like probably in South America somewhere. And then it jumps back to modern times. They're kind of in each other's way. And you kind of get the sense that like both these people are like hiding well, something. I mean, yeah, yeah. They don't know that each other are assassins somehow, <laughs> but how would uh, you yeah. not know? <laughs> yeah. Like, how would you not find the guns and shit? that are well, all around the house. Well, did you see those hiding places? I mean... Oh, James, man. In the James, oven? In the in oven? The oven. <laughs> those guns... Those Under guns the shed? What, so, so uh, I was going to say something. I was going to make a joke, but... So I think the joke about the guns being underneath the oven is supposed to be that, like, obviously the guns are in the oven because he would never use the oven. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I get it. She and would, and never, that. In the tool she would shed. never go in the tool shed. Yeah. 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 And then the, the other, actually that joke actually kind of pays off later on when he's like, you're not the best cook near the end. And then she's like, honey, I've never cooked a day in my life. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So those oven has never actually been used. Right. I guess. He's, never, gone, this he's never once been in the kitchen while she was cooking. Well, so they kind of like do this thing where they they set it up and you get to the point where, okay, well, back up a second. Uh, They both get assignments. They're supposed to kill Adam Brody and God bless him. He's not in this enough. I love I love him so much. He should be in at least every fifth movie. (laughs) He, He brightens my day. Even as a complete scumbag in Promising Young Woman. Oh, he's in that. Okay. Yeah, he's one of the nice guys. Right. I'm a nice guy. Uh, like, don't hurt me. No, I'm a nice guy. I wouldn't take advantage of you. Then what are you doing here? What's my name? I think he says. She oh, says. No, that's, she says, yeah. I don't know. He's great. He's the tank. The tank, yeah. Okay, that desert scene, that is like. I like the desert scene. The desert scene is fine because I actually like the dune buggy and he's just such the, a whatever. Like, it's so funny. Like, and it's showing like how he's like this like total bro that's just like yeah Woo, I'm gonna he's kill a total somebody. Bro. What what I find it's actually later when she's in her office and she's looking at the video and it's like enhance 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 the leg kick the leg shake when he pisses has flagged her memory of her husband. <laughs> I miss that part. He does. It's so he's stupid. Like a dog. It's because so he's a dog. He's a dirty dog. Because <laughs> he's a dude, right? And that's what dudes oh, so, do. And I, so I hate, before that, when they get their assignment, I hate the part where he goes to, like, his place and he, like, does the, like, the scan with his voice, right? Yeah. And it's this, it's this very, like, Mission Impossible kind of thing. Yeah. And then they, she goes to her thing and it's, like, this, I don't know, it feels very, like, Barbie, where, like, she does, like, the hands out and they do like the full like body scan. It's like Charlie's Angels. Yeah, yeah that's it's what just I like of Charlie's Angels. And like, I, I feel like there's this a Mick, is what, there's a very Mick G feeling to this movie. In, ah, in very. Actually, I heard that this is one of the movies that inspired him to become a filmmaker. He was already doing it at this point, but yeah. Yeah, but like it reinvigorated his his, his desire. Speaking of Mick G and the OC, Mick G was a producer on that show. And like that's the downfall of this film. We'll get to it more. Is that is that how much they try to separate this into like home improvement style like man woman tropes, right? With yeah, the but curtains. I mean, I think that's all they wanted to do because that's, I that's know. It. But the, what I'm saying is, I think they actually stumbled upon a good idea and they fucked it up because it came out in 2005 instead of in, instead of like 2020 or 1988, right? Like if it had to come out like way earlier or way after, it would have been so much better. Well, but I mean, it's in this like there, there fuzzy. Is a, there's a spy movie about husbands and wives action film that we've done on this show that I think is a lot better than this movie called True Lies. That's completely different. It's yeah. not completely different. It's completely it's, different. You're not both not, spies. Oh my god! They are you both can't even spy com- action movies about husbands and wives and keeping what secrets f- from each other. Fuck are you talking about? I That's the pretty worst clear correlation. That is the worst take I think you could have. 
Absolutely disagree. I would I would choose True Lies ten out of ten times over this movie for well, the same type of that, no, no no hold okay, on hold that's on that's fine. not that's not what we're saying. There is no there is no correlation between these two films. One is about oh they're absolutely assassins. No, one is about two assassins who are married. One is about an assassin who is married to a regular person. A yeah, like yes, so they're not both spies. One's a spy, and one gets pulled into the spy life, and it's all about how they've kept secrets from each other. And she that's completely different. Okay, completely I, I get. Different. I get what you're saying. It's pretty that, similar. I get what you're saying that they kept secrets from each other because she's like having an affair, kind of, um, with somebody else. But they're not really the same. It's she, you know, she's not a spy. I mean, right. at the, end, the end, I guess she is. I'm not saying it's the exact same movie. I'm saying they are comparable movies. Uh, I don't I know. Don't, I don't think so. I don't see it. Sorry. I I can see kind of like it's adjacent. <laughs> I'll take adjacent, I guess. Okay. Yeah, it's right. adjacent. Like it's adjacent. Like a two is from a nine. Like they're both numbers. Yeah, I mean they're movies. <laughs> they're both movies, and you they guys, both have. A husband you guys don't and wife. see any similarities between these movies. I mean, I definitely do not. Yes, see similarities. I see well, that similarities. Was a clear, in, clear answer there. <laughs> I see similarities in the, in the sense. I see similarities in the sense that it's about a husband and a wife, but they're completely different in the sense that, like, he is a character that's like is predicated on pretending this one thing while his wife is like in the dark. This is like, they're both doing the exact same thing. They're both doing spy yes, craft. Again, I'm not on saying some it's level. the exact same movie. I'm saying there's a lot of similarities between there, them. There are similarities to it. I don't think there's similarities to the point where you can really talk about them being in the same category. I mean, I agree with you. I would. They're both spy action movies about husbands and wives. I mean, it's pretty... In much in the same territory, but let's move on. So, I, uh, one question then. Any movement. I, I one question. So, if, if if there's a spy movie where a spy is married, come on, are they in it's the same category? The, in both cases, it's all about the relationship that's happening, and the and the things that are strained in the relationship because of the secrets. I thought it was all about the Benjamins. Oh, that's a different yeah, movie. We should, also, oh, we should do that cube. movie. <laughs> They end up going after the same person. They have that scene in the desert, which I really liked. That was the one scene I thought was fun. Like, cause he's just kind of like, woo. <laughs> like, I think Brad Pitt is a lot of fun in this movie. I think, and I think Angelina Jolie, go ahead. she just has never done it for me <laughs> as a movie no. star. Like, so I was, she doesn't seem like a human being to me. She always seems like some yeah. weird alien. So yeah. I was watching this with Diana yesterday and it's, I can't deny the fact that Angelina Jolie is an absolutely like in the at the right angle. I shouldn't say that because she is an absolutely <laughs> she's, gorgeous. She's an absolutely beautiful person, but she is. She just doesn't she also, seem like a human being to me. And and that's what I'm think I'm trying to get at. I'm not saying that she's unattractive in any in any way. It's just that she she takes me out of it because she looks so alien. And I said that yesterday when I was watching it. I'm like, she just looks so like unworldly. Yeah, like it's she, not even just how she looks, though. It's also how she acts. Like there's this weird impenetrability. Like there's no relatability with her to for, for me anyway. Because like, I, I think that I never buy she her. Is so yeah, I think part of it is because she is this kind of exotic, beautiful woman, but also because she just like seems to exist on a different plane. Like yeah, yeah. Except for watching it in depending on the angle and the lighting. I found myself being like, is that even her still? Like, it doesn't look like her. Like, I think that's part of who, she, that's what makes her who she is and why she's such, like, she's definitely a very, very special, like, human being actress, like, for what she does. You keep saying human being, but she's a shapeshifter. <laughs> well, yeah. she, okay, she is. If, if aliens exist, Angelina Jolie is an alien. It's possible that she is one of those. Okay. At the same time, she was also probably distracted because she was trying to break up Brad Pitt and Brad Pitt's marriage at this time. So, like, she had other things on her mind. Yeah, I kind of, that's another thing that's kind of surprising, like, because that was all going on at the time of this movie, the Brangelina shit. You feel like there'd be a bit more, like, heat or something on the screen between them. But maybe this is going back again to her alienness, where I can't 
I don't feel any human emotions coming off of her ever. Yeah, I can't I can't think of a movie that she's in that I'm like like this movie, I think if it wasn't Brad Pitt, this movie would be complete shit. Yeah, there'd be nothing to hang their hat on. Yeah. yeah. But I think this this movie shows every great thing about what who Brad Pitt is, like as an actor, why he's so magnetic. Everything he does is fantastic in this movie. Yeah, like Salt. Salt, that movie sucked. (laughs) I've never seen Salt. We'll do it eventually. (laughs) Um, A couple times, like, there's two scenes in which Brad Pitt kicks people, one being Angela Jolie, multiple times. Yeah. And it's hard to laugh, or it's hard to create a situation in which you're laughing at a guy kicking his wife in the ribs. And somehow, Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny. And then there's a scene later on when he kicks the... Yeah, when he drives like, they back into that guy and then he gets out of the car and gives him an extra kick. And he gives it, and that is, it, it's so funny. Yeah, no, it's and, funny. Or, or the way when he, uh, when they get, he realizes that Angelina Jolie stole all of his weapons and money and he comes out of his shed and he does like, oh, yeah, those and he's punches. like punching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like he, he's got a lot of good comedic timing in these and physical comedy stuff that he's doing in the movie that I think works pretty well. Um, but it's just like, it's only, he's only half of the movie. Right. So it's, it just doesn't completely come together for me in that way. But yeah, he's a lot of fun to watch for, for most of the stuff that he's doing in the movie. But Other I also, the bad, the bad jokes, the bad yeah. husband and wife jokes. I also believe his acting though, when he cares about his wife. Oh, because wow. he I loves Angelina. I don't believe her acting though. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, where she's at that restaurant with a tear on her cheek. Like, give me a <laughs> James, so, hey, James, uh, I know you were up for, I, I, know, I know somebody uh, put you up for election, but when did you become the uh, leader of the He-Man Woman's Hater Club? Hmm? The He-Man Woman Hater? What? I would r- never little... come up with a name. No, he's going to streamline that, that name. You got to gotta workshop that name. Yeah, that's a horrible it's, name. Have you ever seen The Little Rascals? Maybe when I was like six. Who knows the age of the of the little rascals? I'll tell you this: there's somebody out there right now that uh, that's is watching dying. this and being like, "The Little Rascals movie came out when we were like like eight, nine years old." Okay, so eight. Yeah, I'm saying there's somebody out there that appreciated that joke. So, all right, the little rascals head out there. So when did I become the leader? I don't know. I guess right now. Just now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I ruin your joke or? Okay, uh, it's a. Uh, it, I think that was the opposite of a yes and. Uh, sorry, do you want to talk for a little bit? <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about how Angelina Jolie. Yeah, you don't buy her. Yeah, yeah I don't buy her. Yeah, and I can't say that I do either. Like, she just never. There's just nothing to ever connect to, where I don't know. Like, she's not. There's nothing. There's no emotion coming off her that I feel is believable or palpable like it's just i think that that just goes to john's uh view that she's just an alien yeah uh but what about vince vaughn let's talk about vince vaughn a little bit in this yeah Uh, vince vaughn will ferrell's character from from the wedding crashers totally ma yeah meatloaf i almost shot you right there mom we're on high alert here I almost killed you right then. You do not even realize. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, right. We're on high school. Vince, <laughs> Vince Vaughn is playing the most Vince Vaughn character that's ever existed. Absolutely. Um, but and it's, I'm it's here a, for it. It's a good I'm, bit of comedy to have in the movie. Yeah, I'm absolutely here for it. I think it's, and that's, I think, so I think that's what works about this movie for me is, is like why, like, eventually you'll, we get to the ratings, but. The movie is just like just this side of okay enough, like at, when you balance everything out, that it's an enjoyable film, like yeah. all things being equal. So, like, yeah, sure. Like when we think about it, like there's a lot of things that you can totally tear apart, right? Like Vince Vaughn, he he brings a certain lightness, brevity, whatever you want to call it, that is enjoyable. Like if anything, he should be in it more. Yeah. Yeah. Or Adam Brody could have been in it more. Exactly. Or like, let's find out a bit more about this all-female spy agency that Angelina Jolie works for. We don't see too much of that. Well, I I kind of wonder. Well, yeah, but except for the 
so James brought up earlier, like very astutely, that they're like Charlie's Angels, right? Mm-hmm. But instead of instead of Charlie, they have Father. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keith David's voice. Yeah, yeah. like I, I think that what this movie would be good. James also brought up, which I think was smart, was that like they it's kind of like a John Wick style thing, right? Where, it's doing its own world building, except it doesn't do much of it. You know, like no. it just they, shows you what, a couple things. But what they do is they set up a very PG thirteen. Yeah, back to the Mc, Wick world. McG feeling. Like it's a very slick feeling movie. Like the way it's shot. Like it's shot yeah. well, um, but it's just not. There's no. I don't know. Like no. I think no, you're right though. There's no grit to it. Like you know, like the violence. You don't ever really feel like. Like I'm not ever worried that Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie are going to kill each other once they once they find out who each other are and they start going after each other. You're never like, there's no tension in terms of like, oh, one of them might kill the other one. Like, you know, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And then once they do team up and all the people are coming after them, there's no tension there either in terms of like, are they going to make it out of this situation? Like, you know, they are. Right. But can you imagine like, so if there was tension about whether they were going to kill each other, that that's a that's a hard R completely different film. Right. This is a PG-13 movie. Where they use the worst time possible, I think, to use their fuck, like their fuck card. Like when after did they, they use it? After they attempt to kill each other? Uh, no. Uh, Brad Pitt says it. Uh, he kills somebody. He, when he kicks the guy, I think, uh, after their house gets blown up or whatever. Oh. Brad Pitt gets out. He kicks the person. And he says, these fuckers get younger and younger every day or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. And then they drive. He drives over the guy. Yeah. Right. So that's uh-huh. like it was like such a stupid place to use it. But it felt like so like, oh, we have to put fuck in here someplace. Um, I guess here is as good as any. Yeah, I guess they, I guess they felt like it'd be funny as like a throwaway line kind of thing. But but it really wasn't like there's so much like, there's such funnier lines. Vince Vaughn should have been the one that says fuck. Yeah. Yeah. When he's getting mad at him, yelling at him about yeah killing her and stuff, could have been something funny. Or like, there. it would have been funnier if he yelled it at his mom. Yeah, yeah. like even if he said like like we're mom, fucking high we're, alert. We're on high fucking alert down here. Like right. that would have been funnier. Like to use it there, but like mm-hmm. more emphatic. I, what, what this feels to me is that they they just were like, okay, here's the script, make it PG thirteen. Right. Yeah. And then I mean. I get like on paper, I get exactly why they would want to make this, why these would be the stars of this movie, um, you know, why this would get greenlit immediately just based on the concept. So I, that all makes sense to me. And and it makes sense why it was a big movie when it came out, because it was starring these two like statuesque, beautiful people. In yeah, the it must have done really well, I would think. I think it did. Yeah. And I, I saw it in the theater. But there's just something that doesn't work about it, any of it for well, me, because it's like, first of all, keep it's, running it's too th- long. Well, it's too long, but let's keep running through the film. So they end up figuring out that, like, they're married to each other and they're both spies, right? Yeah, after the desert scene, they figure, figure it out, right? Uh, then they have, I thought there was, the, there was parts of the, like, the dinner scene where they have together, mm-hmm. where she makes, like, his the pot roast, his favorite meal. Right. And I think that like Doug Lyman is a good he's a good film action film director. Like you can't know take the, that away the from action him. the action is well executed in the movie. I, I it would and I'm gonna go back and I, I think I'm gonna say this probably like a million times, it's gonna become completely redundant, but everything feels like people who knew what they were doing were put in certain places and then pulled back and then restrained. Uh I think that he could have made a much better film. The script was pretty terrible but yeah I mean, these sequences are the sequences at times are really great like the he it's like they start building they start building tension but they don't build enough tension you know like so at the at the dinner sequence it's like you said dustin like there there's no i'm not afraid that they're gonna kill each other but i'm not even afraid they're gonna really hurt each other mm-hmm. right and then this pays off later on when in the in the final scene which is with one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever seen in a movie where uh, Angela Jolie throws knives at some, you know, some bad guys uh, and then throws one knife into the calf of Brad Pitt. Yeah. Or his thigh. Yeah. Supposed to be. Sorry, his thigh. Funny. It's supposed to be playful. It's like, what are you doing? And then he delivers an absolutely terrible line there where he's like, we'll talk about this later. 
Like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, they're going to have an argument about this later. Marriage. Marriage. <laughs> and I think that that's what really drags this film down. Where it's like, I think that when I wanted, when they like are, are in conflict, when, when they're in therapy, I want them to actually like hate each other at that time and not be playful. Well, they try to do this passive aggressive shit, mm-hmm. it, but it's just like, that was the whole thing with like the curtains, right? The passive aggressiveness. Um, right. I'll, you know, I'll return it if you want me to return it. Okay, I want you to return it. I'm not returning it. She's like, you'll get used to them. Yeah, like... Uh, just... <laughs> See, that's the thing. I think the, the bones are here for something good, but like you were just saying a minute ago, John, the script is not where it needs to be because I feel like they, they just were like, oh yeah, we're just going to throw this out and it's going to be great because these people are beautiful, charming people and it'll all come together. But there's... There's not much in the way of characterization. There's all these like on the nose jokes that they could have, if this was rated R, they could have made a lot funnier jokes, sharper jokes. They could have made it so that we, I don't know. There's just the script needed punching up because it feels like a, maybe a second draft. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's there. But isn't it like every movie is, would be better if it's rated R? You know <laughs> well, what I mean? In most cases, I would agree. I do find the one scene... But a movie the, like this, specifically. Yeah, I mean, okay, so they have this, like, back and forth where you think that the one is, like, actually trying to kill the other one. You know, like... Did you get that? Well, like, he accidentally shoots the windshield, so then she thinks he actually is trying to kill her. And then they're at that that building for some reason. He goes to that building, right, that's under construction, and then the elevator blows up. So yeah. you, you're, you're supposed to believe that he actually thinks she wants to kill him, right? Plus, that whole scene is fucking dumb. That they go to this, he goes to this building, but they're actually in a chicken wagon in the parking lot. Yeah, I thought he was going to be in the chicken wagon and like he set everything up. Why? No, would, I think you're right. Why would they be in the... Why would they even be there? They could park that chicken wagon anywhere. Yeah, he just found. Remember, he was going through all the stuff they burned. I know. When he, he came to their offices and he just finds out got a little corner of paper. That, I know, but what's the purpose of them even being there? That's my point. Like, it it's makes like no their it's their backup base. Yeah, yeah. In a chicken the wagen. They're in a, ch- a chuck. So why can't they go somewhere else? All right. So can I talk about uh, a scene that I thought was maybe the best in the movie, which is the uh, the car chase scene with the three BMWs and the minivan. This is a really, really well done scene. Yeah, I, I, from an action standpoint, I think it's well done. Again, I don't care for the jokes that they're. Yeah, but each just other. I, what I'm saying is like separate the the jokes from the actual scene, and I think it's it's really good. Yeah, it's well directed action. Like, there's no doubt that Doug Lyman knows what he's doing in terms of staging all this stuff it looks good looks you know it's a little slicker than i normally like in my action movies but undoubtedly he knows how to like set these shots up and make them look pretty fucking awesome i do like when that guy jumps into the van and then brad pitt just throws him on the other throw, side throws him out the other yeah. side and i kind of like the joke of like oh those doors come in handy i oh, thought that was funny handy, yeah, yeah. Um, i think that something that we keep going back to it keeps getting brought up is like how bad the script is and like just to play devil's advocate like we've watched movies that are are a lot worse than this with with like sorry as far as script wise goes and we don't complain about the scripts as much is it because it's yeah. a big budget film i mean that probably has something to do with it right like it, you come with certain expectations and you adjust your expectations like based on Okay, who's in the movie? What level of movie is this? What like is this a full-on studio picture or is this like a indie picture? Like all these kind of things. I think the way that I look at this movie is I look at this as being a family action movie designed to be played on cable all the time. Yeah, I mean, I guess script-wise, I kind of feel like even when there's a bad script, uh, good actors will be able to make it better. Yeah, and I mean, I think Brad Pitt does as much as he possibly can, right, with what he's got here. Most of his stuff, even the jokes that aren't funny, you know, he has a certain amount of charm that he's bringing to it. Yeah. But when he's just doing stupid, like we talked about, stupid physical movements, like... After he kills the guys, or he makes, takes out the guy with the two wrenches or whatever, and he does the stupid like kung fu 
move thing. It's like it's funny just because it's him and like the way he is doing right. it. It's like the silly thing, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Like the actors can elevate and make you forget that the script is not not that strong sometimes. Yeah. I think that like if a part of the way that I yeah, like I, I look at this film is just it's just different. Um as in like as far as the script goes, as far as everything goes, where it's I want it to be a different movie than it is, and I wish that it was, but I have to just accept the fact that this is more of a kid's movie than it is like a action movie. And I yeah. think as a, as a kid's movie, as like a, as a family action film with lots of death, I guess, but no blood. <laughs> yeah, no blood. It really. kind of does what it's, what it sets up to do. I don't know if it's that good of a kid's movie though. Not kids. I, yeah. Like, okay. Like I, so another movie which we consider like a kids movie is Bloodsport, right? Now I do. Th- that's a fun, that's a fun movie for a kid yeah. to watch. Now this where it's like two married people and right. all the shit, all the jokes about married married life. Like I don't think kids gonna get okay. What if I let me let me let me put it this way? What if I said it was an edgy Christian parent movie <laughs> What? where it's like, honey, do you think we should watch this new Angelina Brad Pitt movie? It's an action film. Well, I don't know, sweetheart. What's it rated? Oh, darling, it's only rated PG-13. Well, I guess we could give it a try. Mother, and they watch should it we and watch they, this? Do you, think yeah. do you think they'll make it through the scene where they beat the shit out of each other and then fuck right afterwards? Yeah. Uh... Okay, I, I feel like I feel like Mike Pence owns a DVD copy of this. Um, you're talking about favorite scenes in the car chase scene. Uh, I gotta say that. Dustin, that's, that's, hold on, Dustin, are you moving on because you also own a DVD copy of this? Uh, and no, you also no, call no, your no, wife mother? No comment. Uh, the best Dustin's just like, uh, uh, we should change the subject pretty quick yeah. right now. Uh, don't bring mother into this. Uh, 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 don't bring mother into this. I mean. Uh, 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 so that other scene with the car, eh, guys? It's a real psycho moment. You guys are making me sound like a real Anthony Perkins here. Um, but the center the wig of the movie, fits, the centerpiece of the movie is clearly the fucking shootout they have in their own house. Like, I think that's the best scene of the movie. Yeah. Um, oh, that's yeah, great. Like, I don't know. Everything looks pretty great there. It's good. It's fun gunplay stuff uh, and physical combat stuff. Like once they're beating the shit out of each other hand to hand. I I think it'd be slick as hell. I think that's as fun as the movie gets for me is that is that scene. And and it's really the only scene I like really, really like. I I, I think there's there's some good stuff in the car chase, but most of the other action doesn't do much for me. The stuff where they're sliding out on their zip lines and like, Oh man, that scene is just watching that scene. It's just like, what fucking movie is this? Like, okay. He's, he's in the air duct and then they're going through the floors on the computer program. Like, where is he? Where is he? And then it's like intruder. All right. Get to our like safety pods. And like, (laughs) what the fuck? Well, that goes back. I think this goes back to your comparing it to Charlie's Angels. Like I know, like, but like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's a weird movie. Like, it's a weird. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's just it was a 2005, and we're looking back at it, and it's hard to relate it to the way we see some action movies that come out now or something. But there's, I guess, yeah, maybe it is just like looking back, and it's just a different movie from a different time, which like you know, 15 years, 16 years ago, it already feels like stylistically so different from what we watch now right i don't think this was a good time for for movies in general of the blockbuster sort let me just take a look what was blockbusters 2005 batman begins was that 2005 yeah i guess so sierra okay so it's the end of an era and the beginning of another era we also had eon flux (laughs) king kong into the blue war of the worlds hostage Electra, Sahara, Sin City, Four Brothers, Red Eye, Lord of War, Stealth, The Cave, The Legend of Zorro, Jarheads, Kingdom of Heaven, The Dukes of Hazard, Doom, Constantine, Fantastic Four. I mean, I could go on around Domino. There's some, there's some fun stuff in there. Oh, Tom and there Jerry, is, The Fast and the Furry. <laughs> it, it, oh, have we not it done that feels one? Like, 
it does feel like the end of an era and the beginning of a different like yeah there's, some, changing different, at this there's point. some different things going on there where yeah sin city might feel quite a bit different from fucking into the blue or whatever you know like there's sahara yeah, like i <laughs> I mean, they don't really make movies like Into the Blue or Sahara and that kind of shit anymore, right? Like, I mean, this is the, like Aeon Flux. Like, this is the beginning of more harder edge, like action comic book films like Batman Begins and Fever Vendetta and kind of the end of like... Even something like Hostage, with that was a Bruce Willis movie, um, yeah. had a lot darker of, of a tone than something like this. I mean, obviously this is meant to be funny and lighthearted. It's not supposed to be super serious. I just keep, I can't really put my finger on totally like what it is about this movie that just doesn't click with me. But I mean, I guess we've talked about a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, like, I feel like I should feel like you're talking about it, John, where it's like, yeah, this is just a fun cable movie. But for some reason, there's just stuff about it that gets under my skin. And I, I just don't end up feeling positive about it. No, I think that what you're saying is in what James is, James is, I think, I don't want to speak for you, but are you, you're kind of on the same page as Dustin, eh? Yeah, I mean, if if it was on cable, yeah, I would probably stop and watch a little bit, but... I mean, if it was close to the shootout in the house, I'd probably watch that at least. Yeah, but I think I'm more, when it comes to those those cable movies, I'm more looking for, like, movies in the 80s. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's something that we didn't, we, we kind of talked about, but we didn't really like discuss why this movie's also made is because it's just beautiful people doing p- things. Like, yeah. it's just attractive people at the height of their career doing stuff, right? Yeah. And that, but um, it's just not enough. Like, it's not enough. I agree. <laughs> and the thing is, is like, my, my rating's probably too high. Uh, we're going to, unless you guys want to talk about more stuff, we can probably get to that. I mean, there's um, a shootout in the hardware store at the end. Again, like it's I shot hate, well, yeah. but I but I'm not into the scene. Like, I, oh, they're I doing the arms on either side of each other shooting. I hate on. that. I hate that. Yeah, like, I actually know, really they're, really they're, hate the scene a lot. They're stationary in the middle of the room. Should be no problem for these assassins to light them up. Hundred <laughs> percent. They're just standing there with shooting in every direction. They should have died like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah, we didn't talk about it. Should have been the end of Red Dead Redemption One. They should have just died. We didn't talk about Adam Brody's Fight Club shirt. (laughs) What? Oh, yeah, he's talking to Brad Pitt wearing a Fight Club shirt. So, does that mean that Brad Pitt, the actor, exists in this universe that we're watching this movie that has Brad Pitt in? Sure. (laughs) That sounds like overthinking it. It's supposed Um, to be like a wink and a nod. Yeah. So would it not have been better if they they came out of that little shed and it had it been like the end of, end of Red Dead Redemption, right? Where like the doors open, but instead of like them getting, it just was like you it went to black, you heard gunshots, and then it went to them sitting in the therapist's office, right? right. So you, like, it, you kind of have like no idea of how they got out of it, like what happened. All you know is... They kick the doors open. They like it goes dark. You hear gunfire and then cut to therapist's office. You don't know how they survived, but they survived. Would right. that have been better? Pardon? Yeah, that would probably work better. Just just because I mean, because uh, I don't ridiculous. know. What we're, I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to think at the end. Is like they're back seeing the therapist, so that means they haven't moved away. So does that mean they killed every single agent in the two competing agencies? Yeah. Plus they fucked ten times that week. <laughs> right because he says because the sex question again um, yeah that's uh, that was so stupid i don't know like i guess it's supposed to be like um mr and mrs smith too uh they're still running is it supposed to be it's like a john wick thing right he's continuously going on to the next thing and someone's still trying to kill him uh i i, I remembered like i thought they set up a new like assassins club or whatever like yeah. oh really like they started their own agency at the end so i mean that would have made, thought, made more sense i thought they started a new assassins agency with vince vaughn like that's the way that's where you my like, brain you went. like filled that in in your brain yeah i i honestly thought that's what happened at the end i mean like, maybe, that, I, maybe is there a scene like that after the credits i didn't stick around and watch after the 
I'm not watching that shit. No, <laughs> but it is. I did kind of think like, where where's the cops in any of this stuff? Yeah, there's never any. Oh, they come to the door once after they've had the big fight in their house. Yeah, those were like security from yeah, guessing yeah, the like, community. Yeah, community na- like neighborhood watch or whatever. There's no there's no police ever around. I mean, it's one less complication to worry about, right? We just need the spies to be trying to kill each other. We don't need cops in here too. Right, I guess so. You guys want to play the box office game? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So this movie came out uh, domestic 2005, week 23. We Sorry, weekend 23. Um, it's in the top 10. Uh, do you guys want to take a guess at where it lands? Uh, I mean, I would guess number one with those two stars. Yeah, I would think n- number one or number two, but probably number one. Uh, I, yeah, number one. It's number one. I think that's pretty obvious. So I'll give you uh, the numbers from from 10 to 1. Tell me if you guys remember any of these movies. High Tension at number 10. Was that a uh, Ashley Judd uh, thriller? I can't remember, actually. High Tension. Uh, best friends Maria and Alexia decide to spend a quiet weekend at Alexia's parents' Oh, no, 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 no. This is but a, on the this, night yeah. of the arrival, the girls' idyllic getaway turns yeah. into an endless night of terror. This is Just a crazy so horror right movie. Your alley. I've, I've seen it. It's a crazy horror movie, yeah. Is it good? Uh, it's pretty good, except for a reveal kind of ruins it late in the movie. <laughs> but the gore, uh, is really, the gore is really good. All right, number nine, we got Monster-in-Law. Number eight, The Honeymooners. That's a, that's a new movie for the week. Uh, seven sisterhood of the traveling pants six the uh the oscar bait cinderella man oh yeah uh, number five the the adventures of shark boy and lava girl 3d nice <laughs> number four uh the longest yard that's the oh the remake adam sandler, adam sandler. sandler. yeah yeah uh, number Goldberg. three number three is star wars 3 revenge of the sith i'm gonna watch number, uh I'm going to watch the longest yard remake now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you should also watch watch yeah. that and then watch a mean machine. Uh, yeah. Mean machine. Uh, it's pretty good. Number two, the previous number one, Madagascar, Mr. And Mrs. Smith at number one. Do you guys want to guess a box office? Mm. Madagascar is coming in. Uh, is at, it domestic or worldwide for the weekend? So here's a, here's a guess. So Madagascar in its second week made $17 million. For a total gross of $128 million for two weeks. Sorry, for three weeks. I don't know. What do you think? 40 to 60 mil for Mr. and Mrs. Smith? I'm going to say like 90 mil. 50 million, 342,000. You guys want to guess where it ended up? It had a budget of $110,000. $110,000. Yeah. What do you think it did domestically? (laughs) They made made this for nothing. Wow. That's cheap. I apologize. 110 million. Where do you think it ended up with? 500 million. Domestically. Oh, domestically? Domestically, I don't know. Two. 250. Whoa, no, guys. 186 million dollars. No. Oh wow. It didn't it didn't make uh gangbusters. Like it did it did well enough, but like it didn't make enough to be I guess they weren't like, well, we gotta make a sequel to this right away. Like they never well, they, I think they tried to make a TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, like five years later, but hmm. so that's Mr. and Mrs. Smith. We should get to our ratings. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely changed mine. Oh yeah. I'm going to keep mine the same. I'll go first. It's my movie. I picked it. I'll die on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my reaction is a six and overall is a six. I think this is a fun popcorn kind of fucking, you know, if it's on cable, don't seek it out. It's probably a bad take, but it is what I, what I gave it. So, mm-hmm. Uh, James, what do you give it? My reaction is a four, overall a five. And I'm exactly the same. Reaction a four, overall five. So, Dustin, did your score go up or down? It went slightly down. So overall right, 5.3. So James, where does that put it? That puts it number 93. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Batman Returns. Atomic Blonde. Fast Five, Blade, that's it. Oh, and uh, Lockout. Wait, all these are tied? Yeah. Holy shit. You might this have is, to give me, you might have to run that down for me again. This is like the biggest tie I think we have. Okay, here, I'll run through them again. Okay, so we got, and this is in order. Okay, so Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Batman Returns, Atomic Blonde, Fast Five, Blade, and Lockout. I would personally put this after Blade and before Lockout. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm. I think I have more fun with all those movies, especially Batman. It's going to end there because I'd put it behind Lockout. 
Oh yeah. Which one's Lockout actually? It's the Guy That's Pierce. The guy Pierce sci-fi. Movie in space. Oh. It's Escape, yeah. it's Escape from that, New York, except uh, in space. That movie fucking rules. No, it doesn't. <laughs> what did I give Lockout? You liked Lockout more than neither of us, I think. I, I like it all right. Like, it's okay. I gave Lockout a 6.4, so I stand by what I said. Oh, yeah, Lockout, right. Lockout's a... That's a banger of a film. I'd rather just watch Escape from New York. Remember how John Carpenter sued the makers of Lockout, Luke Besson, and one? Uh, isn't Luke Besson like a pedophile or something? This Wait. podcast is satire. <laughs> Don't take anything we say seriously. Well, allegedly. Who's up All next, right. James? That's uh, me. Dustin. Oh, so- can, All right. Now, before I say what movie we're going to uh, do. Can I, can I say this? I think that we should be able to veto Dustin's picks from now on. <laughs> I think there's enough. I, I think there's probably enough fan uproar over Dustin's picks that we should be able to veto. <laughs> well, I don't. Know. I mean, I guess it depends what direction he goes. Because I'm always up for some '80s cheese kind of action, but wow, well, well, '80s cheese. What was the last movie we did? Oh yeah, Honest Thief. Honest Thief. My yeah, God, what was, the, what was the one before that, Dustin? The last one I chose before that, I don't remember. It was Rambo: Last Blood. <laughs> oh, what was the one before that, Dustin? VFW. Yeah, that was a good fucking movie. Uh, don't tell me. Uh. And then it was, uh, did you pick Delta Force? The Delta Force? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dustin, I mean. Hey, I'm not, heard of, I'm not necessarily trying I've to always heard. pick gold here. Do you have the yips? Are you? Can you ever pick a good movie again? All right. Just tell me what it is. We're going to do Shakedown, 1988. It's a buddy cop movie starring Sam Elliott and Peter Weller Jesus. of RoboCop fame. All right. I've heard good things about this movie. Never seen it. I'm hearing good things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but word of warning, it is directed by the guy that directed The Exterminator. <laughs> okay. I think we're dealing with a different budget, though, here. Oh, yeah. It's the budget that destroyed that movie. <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, please check us out on Patreon for early access and extra content at patreon.com backslash action underscore action. Uh, our giant list of movies is available at letterbox.com backslash action action. And keep up to date with what's going on on our Instagram, instagram.com backslash action action podcasts. And we'll see you next week. Guys.